Scripture this morning is Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand, and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, that you are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you as a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you. And the king will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You are accursed. Depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me, and these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Our text this morning is one of those passages that kind of messes everything up. This happens every once in a while in the Bible, but this passage we read this morning seems to contradict a principle that was at the heart of the Reformation, which, by the way, we're celebrating the 500th year of this year, back in October, uh, March, the time when Martin Luther uh, nailed his 95 theses on the cathedral door in uh, in Germany there. And one of the things that was at the heart of the Reformation was sola fide, faith alone. Just, our justification is found not by any work that we do, not by any effort on ourselves. In fact, it's not even owned by us. It is from Christ and Christ alone. We are justified through faith, by faith alone, sole fide. Uh, Romans 1.17 
says this, the righteousness of God is in faith, for faith. For as it is written, righteousness belongs to the faithful. However, this text, this morning, seems to make clear that when God gathers us together and separates sheep from goats, which is his way of saying good people from bad people, (laughs) it is clear in this text that it depends on how we behave toward the hungry, toward the stranger, toward the naked, toward those who are imprisoned. Seems to me that Matthew is suggesting here in this final passage, we've been talking a lot about these final judgment passages here in chapter 25 when uh, Matthew is talking about what will happen in the last days when the day of judgment comes. And it seems to me as we read our text today that the day of judgment includes our justification not through faith, but through how we treat the hungry, the stranger, the naked, and the imprisoned. Seems to suggest as we listen to the words of Jesus that when we treat the hungry, the stranger, the naked, and the imprisoned well or badly, that we are, that what we do to them is what we do to Jesus. That whoever we interact with and treat badly or goodly, it's as if we're doing it to Jesus Himself. What that means is that the, the, the tweaker down on the street who's so strung out but hasn't had a decent meal in weeks, that's Jesus. When that tweaker comes up to me and tries to spit out that they're hungry, that's Jesus trying to talk to me. And it means that the, the guy from Mexico that can't speak a, word, speak a word, of English, word of English down at Home Depot who's looking for work under the table because he doesn't have a green card, that's Jesus down there looking for work to feed his family. It means that uh, those, those folks who are the, the homeless veteran old and decrepit and wearing everything he owns on his back piled up hasn't had a change of clothes in years that's Jesus that's Jesus and it means that that gangbanger doing 20 to life down at the point of the mountain Because when he was 14, he shot somebody. All those tattoos on his body. You know, maybe those are the easy ones. Uh, You know, it doesn't, I don't think Matthew means to just limit it to this short list. Maybe, Maybe it's easier for us to see Jesus in those strangers. But it also means that my wife is Jesus. Even when she's giving me directions 
on how to get from here to there. <laughs> means that my children are Jesus, even when it takes me 20 times to ask them to take out the garbage. <laughs> or if they don't do well in school, they are Jesus too. It means my parents, even when they get too old to be my parent anymore and now it's me taking care of them, or more to the point, my sister taking care of them. That's Jesus too. Or my boss, Sergeant Hobbs, when he used to get drunk and come into the shop, uh, when it, this is when I was in the Air Force, and uh, yell at me because uh, it was swing shift and his wife wouldn't let him come home. I decided that was a good time to chew my butt. That's Jesus passed out in his office. That's Jesus. Left to, we're left to contemplate that every face we look upon, every stranger we come across, every person, rich or poor, we interact with, looking straight into the face of our glorious Lord and Savior, the Son of God, the one who sits at the right hand, our brother, Jesus, joint heir we are with. That's Jesus. So we're left kind of, you know, how, what do we do with this? Because we're, we're people of sole fide, faith alone. You know, works are not going to get us into heaven. And yet here is this very clear call. Oh, the things you do to each other have eternal ramifications. Kind of, we're getting all this contradiction going on. And yet, one of the things that stands out to me in this text is that, you know, when the, when the goats came up before the king, <laughs> and they were talking about their goat-like behavior, they were bum-fuzzled. Wait a minute, what do you mean? When did I see you? naked? When did I know you as a stranger? When did I see you in prison and not help? Where, where were you? I didn't know. I didn't know that was you. Well, whenever you do the least of it. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> that was their excuse. I didn't know that was you. Nobody told me. And yet, I also observe that the sheep people didn't know it was Jesus either. They asked the same question. Wait a minute. When did we feed you when you were hungry? When did we clothe you when you were naked? When did we visit you in prison? Jesus said, you know, when you fed that guy that was journeying from one place to another, that was me. When you gave your extra coat to someone who didn't have one, that was me. When you went and took care of sick people in prison because they didn't have anyone to take care of them, that was me. And the sheep were just as confused <laughs> by all of that, too. So it's not like, it's not like they were saying, Ooh, you know, I got the word. I better, if I'm going to go to heaven, I better start looking for poor people to take care of. Otherwise, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to be in deep trouble. No, it wasn't like that at all, was it? It wasn't like that. Their faith comes right back around. It was their faith 
that drove them to compassion. It was their faith that opened their eyes to the poor, to the hungry, to the stranger, to the imprisoned. It was their faith that drove them and said, I must be helped. I must reach out. Because I was naked before God and God lavished love on me. I was so hungry for some sense of purpose and God gave it to me. I was, I was imprisoned by my own sinfulness and Jesus set me free. We, we are responding out of faith every time we find the compassion to look upon our fellow human beings, take pity, or show mercy, or even just a little bit of empathy. I'm praying for you. I'm, I'm sorry. I know what you're going I, I hear you. And I hope things get better. What can I do? once again, it, it seems to be just a natural outcropping of our faith in Christ. Because I can tell you this, it's hard to see G it's hard to force yourself to see Jesus in everyone you encounter. It's hard to force yourself to be compassionate. It gets weird. You know, you can do it for maybe a good month and a half. And then you're just like, oh my gosh, can I just get on with my life? Except for the Holy Spirit at work in you. Amen? Except for the Holy Spirit at work in you. Reminding you. Reminding you that you were hungry. You were a stranger. You were naked. You were imprisoned. We are called by this text today, to live out our faith. To not just hold it to ourselves. This kind of play, you know, Matthew stacks these sayings up. And looking at last week is an issue of kind of holding the talent to yourself. Not investing it. Well, it seems like this week, what we're talking about is where you invest that. Where you invest that. Every person you come in contact with. And somehow letting our faith draw us into how we act. How we remember that that is Jesus. Let that faith drive us. Something about that that has such significant impact Changes eternity. Calls us to sheep-like behavior. Pushes away goat-like behavior. <laughs> Helps us the hands and feet of Jesus. Let us pray. A loving and gracious God, we, we struggle with texts where people get separated because of what they do. For many of us, it just feels like more guilt and more, more stuff we 
we're not doing well at. But we know, God, we can hear in this text that at the heart of it, it is about how you work in us, not about what we do, but in how you manifest yourself, us. May we open ourselves up to that kind of spiritual guidance. May we open ourselves up to seeing the face of Jesus in the people. Particularly the hungry, the stranger, the naked, and the imprisoned. We not shut ourselves off from them. Our eyes might have opportunities. We ask this in the name of I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward as we prepare to return a portion of that blessing we've received from God. It's also, we're still in, in November, and if you were not able to turn in a pledge card last week, I encourage you, I beg you in fact, if you have not pledged uh, the support of the ministry of this church over the next year, please uh, wait until I pray, you guys. <laughs> wait till I pray. <laughs> I'm talking. You're distracting them. <laughs> if you have not turned in a pledge card, it is a blessing to us to be... To be honest, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Can I be real here for a moment? I'm a little nervous because some of the people who did a, a bulk of the supporting of the ministry of this church, they've passed away. We've lost a lot of folks in the last year or so. So, uh, you know, we have a ministry to do. We have a lot of ministry to do. And uh, it's good stuff, as you heard over the month of November. So I'm begging you to prayerfully consider so that we can, uh, so that we can make our plans for the year. Let us know what you and God have decided is an appropriate gift for the ministry we do here. And just fill out one of those pledge cards. Dennis, do we have them over here? If we, Dennis will get them and, and just go pr- approach him and grab one if you haven't turned one in. And then, uh, so there's my plea the last time. <laughs> now let's pray. Loving and gracious God, we pray for this offering and we thank you for the opportunity to contribute to the good that you are doing in the ministry here. Uh, bless it and may it be enough. We ask this in the name of Christ. Amen.